morning and welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. Bridget, do you know what this morning? This morning I go I go every morning for a walk with a friend very early. Very early. <laughs> Where we leave the house about 5.10 in the morning. And when we were coming back, we saw the sun. Do you know what that means? <laughs> spring a, is coming. A new day. <laughs> no, it means spring's coming. It's happening. We're, we're headed towards new beginnings. Um, we're headed towards good, good things ahead. And it fits really well with what we're talking about today on the show. Um, we're very excited this morning to welcome a new member of the Catholic Charities team um, who's in a really, really important position um, in her role as chief program officer. So Amy Novarita, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, Marie. Hi, Bridget. Hi. And, um, Marie, I'm so impressed that you wake up every morning at 5 a.m. to go for a walk. Please, well done. Please don't be impressed. It's just my inner grandma. No, Amy, don't encourage her. She's <laughs> she's not better than us. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Just a lot of energy in the I'm morning. so tired of you. You morning people shoving it in our faces. You're not better than us. I never said that. I just was talking about the sunrise. But welcome, Amy. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. And you are, you have a big job with Catholic Charities, which we'll get to, Amy, but you also have amazing experience and, of course, your own personal story. So let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about your professional background, and your um, family. Sure. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me here. This is uh, it's really exciting to be with both of you today. Uh, yeah, so I started out my career, um, of course, in Chicago uh, at a community-based organization. Actually, that was founded by the Presbytery of Chicago at Erie Neighborhood House, and uh, got to kind of get started and grounded uh, with a social justice uh, mission, and I was at Erie House at a time of uh, growth and and change. We um, expanded our community uh, footprint. We actually opened up uh, a school to better serve the, the children in our care, and uh, we, we were really at a period of kind of growth and change, and I think that helped to uh, just shape my perspective in terms of uh, what's possible when we're doing social services and social justice work. Uh, so yeah, I started at Erie. I still think of uh, myself as part of the, the Erie House family <laughs> and, uh, and got really interested not only in human services, but also um, systems change and, and education. Uh, and so did, you know, a little bit of policy work and, uh, and studied both public policy um, and education. I left Chicago for a while. I was out of Chicago. My, my family, my husband and I moved out to uh, Boston, to the East Coast for almost a decade. And, uh, and that was a really uh, special time for us because uh, professionally it was great. I did a lot of learning. I spent some time in graduate school. Um, I also spent some time in the classroom, uh, teaching fifth grade in Boston Public Schools. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, um, I love, I get really interested in kind of how to affect change and, and, um, and affect broader systems. 
but I also really need to be connected to um, to the work. Mm-hmm. And so when I left uh, graduate school, uh, I felt a little disconnected and was not ready to kind of jump into a, a 30,000 foot role. And so instead I um, did some more training and uh, spent a couple of years uh, teaching fifth grade with some really uh, fabulous colleagues over at uh, the Dever Elementary School and, and Young Achievers uh, out, out in that community. You're, hi- you're hired. <laughs> I love that, Amy. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, just this idea that you are grounded and rooted in in practice. You know, we, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about the work on the ground. Bridget mm-hmm. and I are so mm-hmm. lucky that we get to chat with our amazing social workers and yeah. Um, clinicians on the ground. And you did that work on the ground, which I think is just a really incredible base layer, if you will, for, yep. for how to enter into this space and your new role. Yeah, I think it's, um, I I couldn't agree more. And I keep working to um, find ways to stay connected uh, to the work and have, have I'm happy to share some of um, how I've been able to do that already at, at Catholic Charities. Um, but yeah, when we moved back, so we started our, one of the reasons our time in Boston was special is, um, we started our family out there. So my husband Omar and I have, um, two little girls. Mari is, is nine and Lila is six and a half. And, uh, and we came back to Chicago cause all of our, our family is here and, uh, it's home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we got back here about five years ago now. And uh, I came back and started working for uh, uh, another partner in the nonprofit space in the city uh, over at Heartland Alliance and uh, got to be there at another moment of sort of transformation and change. Uh, Similarly, they had a a new president coming into the organization um, and uh, and a really beautiful, um, solid legacy of, of service in the city to vulnerable residents. And we had the opportunity to, to grow and, um, and really dive into our, our strengths and, um, and get more deeply rooted in, in some of the community work we were doing, particularly around um, working to help address gun violence in the city. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And we'll just remind our listeners, those of you who don't tune in regularly, although I can't imagine <laughs> why you'd miss the show, um, that we uh, have a new, relatively new president mm-hmm. at Catholic Charities, Sally Blount, who was on the program uh, in August, back when she started. And you can find that show on our website. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's a time of change and transformation mm-hmm. at Catholic Charities. So that's certainly been a common denominator in your career, Amy, and we're glad to have you at this particular juncture. Um, I want to highlight one other thing before we get into what attracted you to this role, um, which is I think Amy says something really important. You know, in in our name, Catholic Charities, we're all about meeting needs Mm -hmm. um, and meeting a lot of immediate needs, but we're also about transforming lives and looking mm-hmm. at those and looking at those systems mm-hmm. that Amy talks about and you know there's a lot of reckoning going on, going on in the world with what covid has exposed and with what the black lives movement has exposed um, things that you know a lot of people know have been around for a long time but there's a lot going on that needs to be addressed and it 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 is systems work and it requires all of us to take a 
uh, honest look at ourselves and our organizations. And um, so we're just thrilled to have you as part of what Catholic Charities needs to do in the ne next several years. Absolutely. And when we come back for from our first break here, we're going to continue our conversation with our new chief program officer, Amy Novarita. clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Good morning and 
welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. And as a reminder, folks can listen to us. So hopefully some of you are listening to us uh, at 7.50 a.m. WNDZ. But if you would like to see the one day a week Bridget and I get dressed and prepared for the day, um, please, please, please remember that you can watch our live streams um, on YouTube. It's Catholic Chicago is the channel. I just got a thumbs up from our producers because I usually do that backwards. Um, And then also on Facebook, we're live streaming um, at Archdiocese of Chicago um, on Facebook. So please join us. Watch along. Comment along. We're we're happy to have you. And we're really happy to have Amy Novarito with us here this morning. And before the break, Amy was talking about her her sort of vast experience and her education and her rootedness in the community, which is so important and and for sure why we can see why we wanted Amy to come to us. But Amy, can you share a little bit with us about what attracted you to Catholic Charities? Because you have worked with some of our great partners in Chicago, and we know you could go anywhere, really. What brought you to us? (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, gosh, so many things. I think... um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I went into the break reflecting on uh, what Bridget was sharing around kind of um, systems and kind of this moment that we're at right now in our country where we're um, really reckoning with not only kind of the, the disproportionate impact of, of COVID um, on our black and brown communities, but uh, also just the broader kind of structural um, racism that exists, and for me, one of the um, one of my immediate draws to Catholic charities. You know, I, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and um, the the mission, the values of um, social justice, the Catholic social teaching is kind of deeply ingrained in who I am, and so uh, the opportunity to to work for charities and help to advance that mission was, um, it almost was something that I didn't know that I had been seeking. And then when it presented itself, it, um, it, like I knew, so mm-hmm. there was definitely that element this fall. Um, but I'll also say, uh, certainly, you know, this fall, uh, Cardinal Stupich, he, he came together with a number of um, faith leaders across the city, with uh, with Marshall Hash, with Chris Harris over at Bright Star, who I I really admire, and came together and and really stepped out on the need to seek um, not only peace but also justice, and uh, wrote a really beautiful and powerful op-ed in the Tribune around. The need for our faith leaders and our, our church to um, to pursue justice in, in our work, and that was uh, not something that he needed to to do. It was uh, a really beautiful article done in collaboration with faith leaders from across the city, and uh, that definitely uh, inspired me and gave me um, just really great confidence and. Um, and enthusiasm about being able to come and and work, um, you know, under his, his leadership at the Arch. Uh, and then, you know, I, I spent a lot of time this fall as I was interviewing for this this um, role, which I'm so excited to be in, uh, talking with folks and <clears throat> spent a lot of time talking with Sally Blount. And we have got such a 
compassionate, fierce, um, savvy uh, leader at the helm of Catholic Charities. And so the opportunity to work for her was was just thrilling, is thrilling. And uh, I, I spent a lot of time talking with folks, whether at the arts or folks who were on the board of Catholic Charities or worked here currently or had worked here. And I just kept hearing um, folks talk about the sense of family and community and uh, just shared mission at the center of everything that we do. And and already, before I even started, felt to, felt very welcome uh, at Catholic Charities. And, uh, and so I think in some ways, it, it kind of felt like coming home. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, and I think we felt pretty close. I mean, we've... Um, We've only met via Zoom, right. um, mm-hmm. and I, I know. you know, we could do a whole other show about what it's like to start a job like this remotely. Um, you, yeah. you and Sally both, um, but I think we 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 feel that way about you too, and I'm I'm glad you had that experience. Um, we only have a couple minutes before the next break, and then we'll go into it again when yeah. we come back, Amy. But. I'm not sure even Marie and I know the full scope of what a chief program officer is supposed to do. So I imagine our listeners <laughs> yeah. don't either. So, you know, what are what are your ideas about the job and, and what was put before you on that piece of paper about what your job is? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. So I think um, there's, there's one thing that's really important to say. I came into this chief program officer role in partnership with an amazing woman named Gina Cleggs, who's been with Catholic Charities for about a decade now. And she stepped into uh, a senior vice president of operations and innovation. So one one thing that's crystal clear to me in this chief program officer role is I'm doing this work very much in partnership with Gina and with the vice presidents who mm-hmm. are leading our service areas. So, uh, so I think that's really important to say because we've got a a extraordinary team uh and you know i think about this role at a high level as uh i am responsible for and have the privilege of um championing supporting and providing oversight for all of our programs across across catholic charities um from our housing to our senior services to all of the work that we do across food and so um, that's that's the high level, and uh, and I think the immediate charge in the next you know six months to a year is we have grown um, like we did at Heartland. We've grown really organically over the last mm-hmm. thirty years or so, and so uh, our shared charge is really working to see, particularly at this pivotal moment in in our city's history, our country's history, um, looking to see how we can realign our programs so that we can be most effective in service of our our clients and our communities. I think that is a great place for us to take another break. But when we come back, we want to hear a little bit more about what that vision looks like and kind of how how we're going to do that together um, to really lift up our clients and the communities that we're privileged to serve. So we'll be right back on The Voice of Charity.
Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's Charity. This is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy. And we are here this morning. So excited to talk about uh, our new chief program officer, Amy Novarita. Amy, before the break, you were talking a little bit about at a high level what this chief program officer position is. I should remind people, Marie reminded me at the break, that you started on the 1st of February. <laughs> so this is my fourth week. Yeah. <laughs> So several of these questions are... <laughs> Might be a tad unfair. A tad premature. We're eager. We're eager. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the pandemic has meant some changes in terms of we know there are, there are increased food needs, there are increased rental assistance needs. Um, those aren't going to go away, uh, even when everyone is vaccinated and, and whatever this back to normal means... Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be normal for the people most um, harmed by the pandemic for a while. So can you give us a little further sense of either what you've seen in your first couple of weeks about Catholic Charities programs or what you envision we'll need to examine more closely in the next 12 months, say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I... 
you know, I am in my fourth week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think um, there's, a, I, there's a couple of things I, I want to share. So um, first, you know, I've entered into this role. Um, we, we serve uh, somewhere in the vicinity of half a million people every year, depending on how you count our programs. Um, we've, we've got at least 100 distinct um, programs and services. If you really get at the nuances, you could significantly increase that number. Right. Uh, and we have almost 2,000 staff across greater Chicago who are doing this work. So my first charge in this role is really um, to listen and um, and and Marie's heard these questions. I don't know if you have yet, Bridget, but when I enter into these conversations, and this will be true, you know, in these in certainly in these first few months, I like to ask um, staff across the organization uh, what they love about Catholic Charities of Chicago, what's hard about working here, what are some of the challenges and and the um, barriers that uh, that need to be addressed, and uh, I I ask them what. Um, what they hope uh, I do and what they hope that I don't do in this role. And, and Gina and I have actually gotten in the habit of asking those questions um, together when we're, when we're interacting with staff. And it's been, um, there have definitely been some themes that have, have come through. And I think, you know, staff are wanting us to start um, from a place of listening and learning, to start from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. uh, and recognizing that, um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely always uh, room for improvement and change and, and folks, I think, are, are excited about that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, really uh, wanting to ensure that that I'm taking time to learn kind of the history and the context and the why uh, um, at the start. So right. I'm taking that to, to heart, and, uh, and that is uh, kind of first and foremost. Um, you know, Amy, it's interesting. I, I, I have been, I've been able to answer those questions in our meetings, and I think that they're so important. I also think it highlights the value that you and Gina um, Clegg's place on staff and sort of who we are and and what our culture and history and values are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we, Bridget and I have truly the best job in the world on this radio show because we're able to bring folks <laughs> in and our program people in, and we always ask them, you know, why do you do this work? Um, we know as an agency that there are many different, you know, there's Catholics, there's non-Catholics, there's people of faith, um, people who don't subscribe to any faith, but all kind of have joined in into our culture of a community and our values of Catholic social teaching that sort of root us and underpin us in the dignity of, of each human and each community. So our last question to you today and the last minute that we have is, why do you, Amy, do this work? What, what brings you to this table? And we're so glad you're at it. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad to be at this table. Uh, goodness, you know, I... I think that um, for me, it the the person it always comes back to is my mom, and uh, and I'll I'll share briefly her her part of her story. So my mom was born uh, at 24 weeks. 
she was actually born at Mercy Hospital in Chicago. Um, she weighed a little bit less than a pound. Oh, my God. And her, um, my my grandmother, uh, you know, at that time, my mom spent her first four months in an incubator. And it was, uh, it was highly uncertain that she um, was going to survive. And my grandmother, every day for those first four months, she went back and forth to um, a milk bank in downtown Chicago and got a few ounces of milk and, and brought it back to the hospital. And um, I think there's something I have heard that story. Um, I'm sure my mom told me that story the day I was born. I have heard that story so many times. It really is kind of ingrained in um, in, in who I am and in my psyche. And, and I think what I take away from it at, at this point in my um, life and as a mom now, I, I know that none of us are, are in this alone. Mm-hmm. We depend on the, um, the support and comfort and kindness of strangers um, every day, especially when we are at our most vulnerable, which my mom certainly was at that moment in time. And, um, and things that um, might not seem possible truly are um, possible. We are, we are survivors. We, we have the capacity to, to thrive under really challenging circumstances. So, so I'm trying to help people do that. Amy, that is beautiful. And, and we need you to come back. We're so grateful that you were inspired by that. Um, and we're grateful to you that you've chosen Catholic Charities. So tune in next week on The Voice of Charity, where we talk to another group of inspiring women. For now, this is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. Wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Take care.